0: the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
1: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. Network marketing is not sales. Being able to distinguish what I'm going to attempt to communicate to you in this session is very, very, very important, guys. You you aren't going to hear anybody talk about this information. Uh, The only people that even agree with it are the people that have... Come down this road and watched it happen with me over the years and being and, and have been able to get this distinction clearly in their mind. And that's really my hope for you. And I hope that in one podcast session that we'll be able to really create some paradigm shifts for you. And it'll play great dividends as you continue down this path and develop your organization. See network marketing, it looks like sales. It looks like sales. So that's the box that naturally we put it in. Ninety-five percent of the people involved in the profession put it in that box and think it belongs in the sales box. And it's really fascinating when, when you really stop, take a breath, and understand that network marketing is much more, It is. it has everything to do with team building, teaching, and leadership much more than it has to do with sales. Team building, teaching, and leadership. That's why teachers do so well in this profession. You know, we wrote a blog post at mlmhelp.com. We'll try to put the link in the show notes below this podcast episode for you because I think it will be a good read. And the name of the the blog post was Real Leaders Don't Close. Real Leaders Don't Close. And I'm absolutely astounded at the number of people in this profession how it's become common business practice to talk about closing customers closing people into the business uh, it, it it just really really is disturbing to me and again people will bring their teams in uh, and and they'll spend hours in webinars or hours in Uh, live events, teaching closing techniques, teaching people, you know, 17 different ways to close the sale, to to create a customer. First of all, from a customer standpoint, if they buy once and you closed them, they're a suspect. If they buy twice, they're a prospect. And if they buy three times and only then, can you consider them a customer? We need to let people in this profession understand that we're not in the closing business. We're in the reorder business. We're in the reorder business selling. If you want to sell something to a person one time, sell yachts where you can make extremely high commissions. If you want to be in direct sales, network marketing is about developing leaders. It's about teaching people, and it's about it's about uh, leadership. It, it has nothing to do with sales and closing. Now, granted, I understand why it's in that box. It's natural human reaction to put it in that box. But if you're going to be a leader, a real leader in this profession, you better pull it out of that box. And get real about what you're doing and what you're teaching, more importantly, what you're teaching other people to do. There is one closing question that newbies need to master. One. One. And that is after someone has gone through your play one and then your play two, if they advance to play two, at the end of the play two, the only question you need to ask a prospect is what questions do I need to get answered for you before we get you started? What questions do I need to get answered for you before we get you started? And then if you're brand new and you do not know the answer, and I've talked about isolating the objection, and I've talked about this in other episodes, so I'm not going to repeat this because this has nothing to do with closing. I've talked about closing. Uh, but you isolate the objection, and then you get the answer. And then uh, how do you, how would you like to start? With what package do you want to start with? Now, there's a yin and yang to everything. And and I understand people, a lot of people have already turned off this podcast and said, this guy's crazy. Of course, it's about closing. And and again, it's not about getting them in. It's about getting them in, keeping them in and helping them move forward. It's about developing teams. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop on your team. Now, I believe that and a concept, we did a webinar on this. It's an MLM success webinar. It's called Just-in-Time Learning. And I believe that after a person gets their business launched and they understand play one, play two, they they understand their one question. What questions do we need to get answered for you before we get you started? And they, they're kind of getting in a rhythm with their business. Then I think time well can be well spent reading the um the classics regarding sales and closing, just because it gives you insight to the thought processes that people go through. Uh, so I, I, I mean, Tom Hopkins, I've had the opportunity to speak on stage with Tom Hopkins, the secret to closing the sale, Zig Ziglar's the secret to closing the sale. Uh, I think the gentleman's name was Joe Girardo, the car salesman, how to sell anything to anybody. I think there's valuable insights into reading books on sales. The problem is newbies who never have launched their business, who think that I'm going to read these books or go to this seminar that the guru is teaching, and I'm going to learn all these cool ways to convince people to do that which they don't want to do, and, and, and I'm going to build a great team doing that, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You're building a volunteer army. If they join you because you close them, number one, they're not going to consume your products or use your service as they should, as directed. And number two, they're not going to talk to anybody. And all you've accomplished is, yes, you closed them. Yes, you got your fast start bonus. And you know what? You wasted everybody's time. Your time is the most valuable asset that you have. It is because most of you, many of your team members, when they start, obviously are going to be part time and learning how to use that time in the real learning, real skill sets and mindsets that will move, help people move forward when they enter the profession is critical. And it's just not and we're just we're we're teaching stuff that that makes no sense. And and just to keep them in and excited and on auto ship one more time, I I don't understand, guys. I I sincerely don't understand. You know, I I think back over my career and, again, I believe in reading – let me just reiterate this before I move on. Read the classics when the time's right. When you're first starting – Before you've launched your business, do you need to go? The guru says, you got to come to this seminar. It's only $497. Come down to Florida. Come to New York. Come here and we're going to show you how to, you know, close 60, 70% of the people that you talk. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's comical. And, And again, most of the time, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Honestly. Because I've seen and talked to so many people over the years that got so caught up in this. And it's, this is going to be the thing that's going, this is the foo-foo dust. And then, you know, a year later, no, this is the foo-foo dust. And then a year later, later, this is the foo-foo dust. And it's like they get in a pattern where somebody is just milking them out of as much seminar attendees fees as they possibly can, promising them. The fufu dust. There's reasons people fail. There's reasons people succeed. And it's all been taught way before any of us were here. It's concepts, ideas called wisdom of the ages. But to continue with my story, I remember years ago and, uh, uh, I sponsored, uh, way down in depth in our organization. A lady joined us that uh had been a housewife and mother her entire life, loved it. Uh, all of her time, energy, and effort was devoted to her son, his sports activities, his school activities, so on and so forth. Uh, never worked outside the home. Uh, and she joined us. And she joined because her son was getting ready to go to college. And she wanted to focus her time and energy in something that would you know, help cover college expenses and add to their family's lifestyle. And that was her focus and that was her goal. And, the, the, the of course, the first thing that we did is 20 Reasons, Top 3, 50 Names to Practice With and to help her get her business off the ground and, and go through the same process that we've been talking about since 1983. And Because the real product in this profession is people, and if you build people, people build the business. But continuing with my story, uh, she sponsored, it was like on a Tuesday, and then on Thursday, uh, that was in a little small Kentucky town. And then on Thursday, uh, I was in Louisville, and a really, really sharp guy, uh, I didn't sponsor him. He, he wasn't part of our organization. He became a great friend over time. But he was sponsored by a sideline, and this guy was a corporate trainer for Claro and slick, unbelievably sharp, great communicator. So they started the same week. Okay, the Claro guy, uh, took off like a rocket, and before, you know, within the first seven hours, Eight months, was making six figures, uh, doing awesome, and he was a three percenter. And I just – I knew what was getting ready to happen. I, I, I knew. I didn't say anything to him because it wasn't my place and he was not part of my organization. And the housewife just persisted, kept adding people, kept adding customers. Great follow-up, retail to recruit, kept coming down the road, kept moving forward, progressing every month, completing her weekly progress report every week and just in the rhythm. And 18 months down the road, she was approaching a $200,000 income, had a growing, duplicating fired-up organization of people who knew how to get their business launched, who understood until you know why the how doesn't matter and had their top three, top 20. And the Clairol executive had lost all his organization. It was just basically him. The professional sales, corporate salesperson, professional corporate Sales guy who taught, a he taught the sales team of a Fortune 500 company at the time, had watched his organization blow up and disintegrate. Now, again, guys, that's one story. I could tell you dozens, maybe hundreds, if I thought about it long enough, where I've seen this play out over the years. And finally, uh, over time, uh, his next venture, which, as a matter of fact, we were all in it together, he said, Dale, he said, look, he said, I'm going to learn everything. I'm going to do it correctly. Uh, You know, this three-day, 14, 29-day thing that you're talking about, he said, I never did that, you know. I, I don't understand, but he said I've seen too many, and at that time he understood twenty-seven percenters, who just, who just, blew right past me, and I'm going to get plugged in, and that's really hard for three percenters to do. It's extremely hard, but he was able to, and we we spent a lot of time in the car uh, during those years. And his first six-figure earner that he developed on his team in that second company, he found her doing a 29-day call, 314, 29-day follow-up, which many of you who have consumable products have heard me talk about. So understand there's a lot of yin and yang to what I'm trying to communicate, but I want you so desperately to hear what I'm saying. I want you to get it. Listen, I sold stuff my entire life. Uh, I sold bottles you know, for the deposit, picked up bottles and cleaned them and took them to the grocery store and got my two cents a bottle. I sold blackberries that I would pick, pears that I would pick, night crawlers uh, for fishing bait. Um uh, Christmas cards, seeds, uh, always been in business, always bought and sold my entire life since I can remember, since I before first grade. I, you know, that kid up there on Walberry Street, you can go up there and he's got the best night crawlers for fishing bait. And my relative saved the cottage cheese containers and I filled it up with dirt and I put a baker's dozen. 13 night crawlers and, in, in these little cottage cheese containers and an old men coming up to, you know, before they went fishing, they would go get the bait from the kid at Mulberry Street. And I had a little, really good business going. Had a huge, uh, uh what do what they call those claw feet bathtubs filled with dirt in the, in the, the basement. Of our home, it was not a finished basement, obviously, just a gravel uh, crawl space, basically. But I had the, uh, the tub in there, had it filled with dirt. And when it rained, I went and got night crawlers. And I had, I had. you talk about grow earthworms in your basement. I didn't grow them. But I found them and, and I put them in there. And I had a great business all summer long selling fishing bait. And, and again, many things like that. So I sold my whole life. When I got hired at IBM and everybody said, Dale, you've got to make the rest of your life. Stay here. Work hard. Great things are ahead of you. You've got great benefits. You're making great money, uh, so on and so forth. And I'm on the assembly line and beyond miserable, beyond miserable. And after being there about a year, I saw where uh, you could apply to get in the IBM sales program. And I thought, oh, that's great. Yeah, I could be outside. I could sell the copiers and, and sell IBM typewriters and call on businesses. And I would be out of this environment with all these, uh, all these people that negative people around me all the time. And that would be awesome. So I put in for the, for the program and they took me through three different Pretty intense test, psychological aptitude type test um, through IBM. And finally, the day came and I was meeting with the advisor. And I'm thinking, oh, great, I'm going to get to start the sales program. I'm fired up about this. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be my future. And she looked at me. And she said, Mr. Calvert. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, uh, I've been in this division for about seven years and we've put several hundred people through this training program and several thousand people through the, the cognitive aptitude training. And I just need to tell you that you have the worst Aptitude for sales that I have ever seen in seven years and going through thousands of these, this process thousands of times. And I said, and I was just disappointed. I mean, I, I just felt like I was just going to break down. And she said, she said, you know, she said, I'm, I'm sure you'll find what you're supposed to be doing uh, here and you're doing good work. On the, on the assembly line, you've got great reviews there. And I know it hasn't been easy for you. And, but, but you do. And, you know, just hang in there, but don't ever think about the rest of your life. Ever get involved in a sales, sales situation because you will absolutely fail miserably. You have no aptitude for sales. And when I look back on that, I realized. She was 100% correct. Correct. I have no aptitude for sales. Uh, Now, do I have an aptitude for team building and leadership and training? I think, you know, the track record kind of speaks for itself. And here's what I want to, the last, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. And, and I want you to really understand that a lot of really great people get involved in this profession, and they have the ability to communicate and teach, and they care about people, and, and they understand it's about building people. And they get wrapped up with some guru who's going to teach them how to close whoever customer or, and our business partner. And they go down these routes and these roads that ultimately become extremely discouraging and, and run them out of the business. And it's sad to me. Here's what I believe. The most successful entrepreneurs, business people have the ability to sell themselves first. Uh, I have a friend, consulting client, guy that I really like. haven't been around him personally one-on-one much over the years, but I've talked to him on the phone many times. Just really like this guy. And the last time we talked, uh, I told him, I said, you know what? You have the ability to sell yourself on anything you want to sell yourself on. Uh, I've never seen a more intelligent human being, a more aware human being who cannot distinguish the difference between a definite dog and an opportunity that's trending in the direction that you want to get in front of. And you know, he's really made me think about this a lot, this one individual, because again, when I sit back and look at him, talented, great communicator, people like him, uh got a sh- sh- great corporate job with a huge company. Uh he's he he's I think the the only link is not being able to the, the the fault is the ability to sell himself on anything, you know, and they and they say we make decisions based upon emotions. We justify those decisions based upon facts. And I think what happens for a lot of people is they they make decisions. And then when they start really looking at the facts, there's no facts to justify their emotional decision. And therefore, they lose energy. They lose focus. And. Again, this is kind of another topic uh, that I, I would like to talk about it sometime. How do you choose the right opportunity? And for me, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the numbers and the stats and people that are a lot smarter than I am. See, and I'll, I'll, I'll take five minutes, three minutes, and, and, and just give you a quick synopsis here of, of what's happened for me. And I think it's very important because I don't put my time, energy and effort into anything unless I love it. Like we have a business called Wildcat Gifts. You know, it makes no sense. You know, long term, no, no, uh, it's hard to scale, but I love University of Kentucky Wildcat. So it's, it's cool. There's a reason. Am I going to argue that it's the greatest upside? potential business in the world? Absolutely not. But as it as it regards to network marketing and building teams, the work is the same. The process is the same. But if you're in the wrong place with the wrong time with the wrong product, you're gonna beat your head against the wall. See when I got involved in the Shackley Corporation, I understood based upon the articles that I was reading when I would go into the to the bookstore and I would pick up articles, I understood that vitamins, nutrition, herbs was a growing trend. Now, I didn't see it in Kentucky and I didn't see it anywhere else I went at the time. And at the time, people called you Yule Brenner, Grape Nuts, nuts, Tree Hugger. You get everything that you need uh, from your food. Vitamins are a ripoff. blah, 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 blah. I've been down this road, guys. I'm old. And you would walk into a Kroger store or a grocery store and you want to find a vitamin Well, you could look on the bottom shelf and there would be a one a day and a third gram in, but you would have to dust it off before you bought it because nobody else was buying them. They were just sitting there on the shelf. Nope. You get everything you need from your food. And and so now you walk in the same grocery stores and you all know there's health food stores within side of every grocery store chain in them in the world. So, I was way in front of that, too, maybe too far ahead of it. Um, I owned a company called Orbitalk, which was the first webinar-based company, the second in the world. And I remember telling people, look, what what are you talking about, Dell? Webinar, what is that? Now, it's common language now. Everybody knows what a webinar was. But back then, nobody did. And I kept telling them, it's a conference call on the phone. It's like a conference call, phone conference call, but you can, you do it on the Internet and people can see your PowerPoint presentation while they're listening to you through the, through the Internet. They can actually see, you can show slides and pictures and communicate at a higher level, level because now you incorporate not just voice, but also sight. And people thought I was crazy. Uh, I You know, I got involved with a company called National Safety Associates, NSA, water filtration, at a point in time when nobody drank bottled water. The only bottled water in the world was Evian, spelled backwards as naive. And people said, Dale, why in the world would people pay for bottled quality water when they get it free out of the tap? Nobody understood what where the bottled water industry was going, and this little appliance could make bottled quality water for three cents a gallon. Nobody understood that, but all the documentation said this is going to be huge. So that's the way I played the game when I was involved in grocery delivery before anybody knew what grocery before Amazon Fresh, before grocery delivery was not. Thing, but it was common. So it's getting in the right place at the right time and selling yourself first. Great entrepreneurs don't necessarily have the ability to sell anything. You know, people t- tell me, Dale, you could sell ice, ice to Eskimos. I'm thinking, you have no clue how I cannot sell ice to Eskimos. But I tell you what, uh, you, my competition's charging a dollar for twelve earthworms, and they're little dinky ones. I got big fat, the greatest fishing bait in this community, and I don't. And I make sure there's at least thirteen in my dozen that I give you, and uh, and I'm selling them for half the price. So that's easy for me. I I, I knew that the product that I was offering was the best. So again guys it's, it 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 you have to have if do you have the ability to sell yourself and I've talked about many times y'all heard me talk about there's four beliefs that must be developed four in the company the leadership of the company the corporate structure the company the product or the service or the tech whatever you're offering what are you taking to the marketplace the company, the product, the profession of network marketing—that network marketing is a legitimate business model. It's not a scam. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, why? Why has Warren Buffett invested in, in direct sales network marketing companies? Owned one, uh, and and a lot of other very intelligent people. As you guys listen to this podcast, I understand and know well, why does Robert Ka- Ka- Kiwasaki the author rich dad poor dad new york times best selling author say network marketing is the greatest entry the greatest way for anybody to enter the entrepreneurial world i mean i could go on and on and on about you know there's no there's no business model in the world that gives you the opportunity to create powerful income, residual income streams as does the network marketing profession. It's also the most challenging for multiple reasons, one being that 95% of the people that get involved in this profession think they're in sales. See, when you're personally sold, you don't have to guard your words. You don't have to worry about anything. Your mind is free when you're personally sold. And it's very hard to sell something that you don't believe in. I can't imagine trying to go into the marketplace and convince somebody to give me money for something that I do not personally see the trend, see where it's going, that I don't believe in. I I, I just can't imagine. See, I knew, whether they understood it or not, I knew they would all be drinking bottled water in the future, And I knew this would save them a lot of money, three cents a gallon versus what they were paying for Evian. Why don't drink it? Well, let's just leave it here for a week and you try it and see if you can taste the difference in your coffee and your tea. And you'll tell the difference when you can get all that junk and chlorine out of it. So it was real easy because I sold myself first. Sell yourself first. Enthusiasm. The last four letters and enthusiasm. Dale, you're always so enthusiastic about what you're doing. How come? Because I, I, a S M enthusiasm last four letters. I, a S M. I am sold myself. And when you have internal conflict and you're worried and you're not sold yourself, you know, you're saying, well, what if this doesn't work? Well, what if this product doesn't work? What if they don't lose weight? Uh, how do I know that this is better than XYZ? How do I know it's better than that? Because you've taken the time to sell yourself first. You understand the trend. For me, it's, it's a lot about trends. I understand wealth is created in front of a trend. You know, I, I get it. So the number one rule is, is, is regarding network marketing. Because some of you are listening to me now and unfortunately your companies are going to be gone in six months, a year, two years. No fault of your own. The company corporately, they're just going to make some bad decisions and it's not going to last. And the odds are people listen to this podcast all over the world. It's going to happen for some of you and you're going to be looking for a new home. And you know how most people find their new home? They follow the leader. They follow the leader. You know how the leader finds a new home? He makes a bridge money deal with a corporate officer and owner of a company. So he says, oh, come over here. So I would tell you guys, if you run into this situation in the future, and I know some of you will, number one, get out your calculator. Number two, never represent a product, service, technology, anything where you cannot sell yourself first, on the validity, the trend, and the value that it provides to the market. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the value you provide to the market that you serve. And see, what happens with a lot of people, they get real overwhelmed in this profession. They get really overwhelmed. And they they start creating obligations, and they start joining people because of the people and not because uh, they're sold on the product or service that they're taking to the marketplace. And they get really uh, uh, over-obligated, not just in business but in life, you know, in life. You know, some people, you're the one at church that if they want something to get done, you're the one they call because you get things done. And sometimes we have to learn to say no. And and really, it's not that we get over-obligated. It's the fact that we're under-committed to what we're doing. A lot of people are under-committed to their business. So that's why you see people that, well, I represent this skincare product. I represent this wellness product. I have this diet product. I have this, 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 and and it's like a daggone flea market. And it's because they never got sold themselves and committed. And what happens, it ultimately creates turmoil in your mind. Your mind is free when you're committed and personally sold. So I think it's a really good, a really good policy, internal policy to Never say a word to anybody about what you're trying to sell or anything that you're doing until you're completely sold yourself. I I just believe it. See, because what happens is you get into the marketplace and you start having conversations and you get uncomfortable with the questions sometimes and not knowing all the answers. And it's not... The conversations you're having with people in the marketplace, honestly, it's the conversations that you're having in your own mind with yourself. Did you hear what I just said? It's not the uncomfortable conversations that you have in the marketplace when maybe somebody asks you a question that you don't know the answer to. It's the uncomfortable conversations that you're having in your own mind with yourself because you never took the time to look at the facts, to look at the trends, and sell yourself first. Network marketing is the greatest profession in the world. But when you have people out there running around like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to convince people, to buy, sell, and join, buy, sell, and join, it it creates an uncomfortableness within all of us, the entire marketplace. Your organization is a reflection of your leadership abilities or lack thereof. And see, I take this extremely personally. It, it, and I, I'm amazed at the number of people that join, uh, that join, uh, like that and, and don't take advantage of the free direction support training systems that are available, uh, that, that don't I, I'm amazed over the years of number of people that I personally work with who I've talked about four beliefs, company, the product, the industry, yourself, that I personally work with who don't take the time to sell themselves first. And then the people that I've never worked with and in, 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 involved in companies all over the world who, if I said, what are the four beliefs that must be developed? They've never worked with me one-on-one, and they can tell you company, product, network, marketing, yourself. If I say, okay, what's the first thing you do when you enroll a new person? And I, a lot of people in the training club, they would tell, look, I'm working with a guy through the training club. They don't say the training club, but the club.com, our members, they know I'm working with a guy that created uh, more five, six, seven-figure income earners on his personal team when he was building any Uh, network marketing teacher, trainer, guru in the world. Do you want to follow our system or do you want to do it on your own? And they say, no, I want to do it. I want to follow your system. And then that gives them the right to direct. And it gives them the right to say, the first thing I need is top 20 reasons, top three. Here's where you go to get the forms to complete. Take some time, figure out why you're doing it. uh, And get 50 names we can practice with not to to try to convince anybody to buy, sell, or join, but just to let people know we're in business just like we would if we just started a restaurant or a dry cleaners or any other business in a community. Get some information to them. Who do you know It's career frustrated? again guys i i I sound like a broken record to some of you. I apologize because you've been here. some of you have been hearing me say this stuff since nineteen eighty three yes it's been refined and modified over the years uh, as you know everything has evolved from a techno- technology standpoint uh you know this is the text you send the first time this is what you do this is this is the process and most people uh they're going to fail. 70% of the population is going to die with their music still in them. And many of them, it's because they've been misdirected, but some it's because they've gotten direction and not implemented. As I've talked about recently, there's you have the AAO, you have the action takers, you have the academics, and then you have the O, the oblivious. And I hope that what I've shared with you in this episode Regarding sales and sales training and closing and convincing that you understand it's not about what this business is about. Yeah. And, and yes, I understand how it gets in that box. What I'm shocked by is the number of, uh, people in the, how this has become very mainstream, very ex- accepted business practice. You know, it's like I had somebody a couple of weeks ago say, "Dale, it's like three different gurus. They all have courses on closing prospects, and it's like, which one of these three should I should I buy?" Now, I so this is through email, and I said, "Please tell me you're not an MLMTrainingClub.com member." He said, "No, I'm not. What is that?" And I said, "I'm going to be very honest with you, and if I was you, I would think." You, I would, I am saying this because it's my product, it's my course. But this, all these courses you're speaking of, the 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 cheapest one, your cheapest investment is like three hundred ninety seven dollars. This guy went seven hundred and look, ten dollars your first month, thirty seven dollars a month. Here's what I honestly am telling you. Make the best investment in your network marketing career and become a member of the MLM Training Club. And this has nothing to do with sales. Now, the guy I communicated with, he became a Training Club member, and I will make sure that I send him an email when this podcast is released. Guys, misinformation in the marketplace. you know, And see, some of you have bought all this hook, line, and sinker. You've been to the closing workshops. You've taught it to your teams. Listen, in the beginning, my first three years, I did too. I did too. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I thought I had to teach everybody on my team. Okay, I've been down that road too. But there's another level, and we have to grow out of it and get real. Grow out of it and get real. You're in the leadership development business, not the sales business. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop on your team. If you close them, they will never do anything after they get here. It's not about closing. It's about leading. I hope this has helped you guys. Thanks for being with me this week. I'll be back with you next week on another session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast.
0: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us.